You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we have a very special guest on the line this week. She's all the way from California. I'm always super excited. Uh, grateful when someone from California comes on because knowing their city or their their state, they've got Hollywood, they've got Disneyland, they've got you know all these uh, these these sons of anarchy, you know they've got all these amazing places they can go, uh, but they're choosing to spend it with us, which is very cool. A uh, little bit about this person here: she's the expert when it comes to virtual summits, virtual events. In a nutshell, she helps empower entrepreneurs and experts to grow their income and impact with unforgettable of virtual events. So, without further ado. Let me introduce from V by Brie Virtual Event Experiences, the one and only Miss Brie Donofrio. Brie, how are you? I'm well. What an introduction. Oh, my goodness. I was waiting for trumpets and drums and a whole parade to get started. I, I, to be honest, <laughs> I just read it from your. I'm like, oh, I don't know her that well. Let me get up her Facebook profile. And I just read straight off there. So you've got a good job on your Facebook profile. So well done. There, um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm so pumped up. That's great. Awesome. Well, let's continue with that pump up. Brie, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one you could use for us? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I even have it tattooed on my wrist in my own handwriting. So it's my sloppy little tattoo, but I wanted it in my handwriting. So it is a reminder from myself to me, full accountability. It says, do it afraid. And for me, that is a quote that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Yes. Tell me more. What does that mean? Do it afraid. Sure. So do it afraid is a quote. I always heard the term about, you know, doing it afraid. You'll never feel ready. Do it anyways. And a lot of that encouragement in the entrepreneur community And I decided to get Do It Afraid, uh, honestly, tattooed on me and hold that very closely to me because I've had to make a lot of those decisions in my life, Uh, whether it's making the decision to honestly be a single mom or making the decision to become a full-time entrepreneur and quitting my nine to five to open up this virtual events business. And those things are very scary decisions to make, but I realized that I needed to do it afraid. And that it was okay to do it afraid, to fail forward, to make though, take those risks and that the result would be worth it. And it absolutely has been in every instance. Yes. I'm a huge fan of, of that quote as well. I use something similar in my life. I, I used to be quite a shy person myself, shy and timid. And I heard something similar to that. It was, it was something along the lines of, hey, if something scares you, go and do it. And then it's no longer going to scare you. Yes. And then you do the next thing, then you do the next thing, mm-hmm. then you do the next thing. And yeah. just me personally from doing that throughout my life, very few things scare me now. I could do this podcast naked. I, I wouldn't because I would save you that, but I could do this podcast naked. I wouldn't <laughs> care because I've just, you know, I've, I've um, worked my way up by, you know, okay, this is uncomfortable. Then this is uncomfortable. Then this is, and all of a sudden, like, you know, you become braver. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, uh, that's that first that first time that's that's the key thing being able to do it that first time and then every time after that i think it gets a little bit easier 
Yes, agree. Well, hey, Bree, your expertise is around the virtual summit space and obviously an awesome time for it at the moment or all the, you know, the last couple uh, months, so many things have gone on virtual. Uh, so I'd love to get some tips from you. But before we go to that, let's just speak a little bit about virtual events in general, because a lot of people, actually most people watching this have probably heard of them, but they may not know the benefits or, or why we would do one. So do you just want to give us the, the quick 101 there? What, what's the virtual summit and why are they good? Yeah, we get get a lot of that uh, when people hear what I do for a living and I talk about coaching or coordinating virtual events. Almost immediately, the next question, unless you're in that field or industry or world, next question is often, okay, but what is that? What is a virtual event? What does that mean? And simply, I mean, I've been doing event planning for, you know, past the past 15 years, whether it was in person, uh, hybrid or virtual. And as you can see with the times that we're in, yes, everything has very much pivoted entirely into virtual. So the way I describe it is a virtual experience or an online event or be it a virtual summit is you have pivoted what would have been an in-person experience or in-person event into the virtual space. And you've gotten creative enough to leverage the technology that we have available to us to make that happen. And you may notice a lot of them are done using Zoom as we are on now. And we've just created this space where our events are now living, thriving, breathing, with cameras and with screens and sound and production. So that is essentially what I describe it as. It's not all that different. We've just transformed it into a new a new delivery. Okay, makes sense. Well, let's get into it, Bree. Let's start the basics, right? And then we'll sort of work our way more advanced as, as it moves on. So let's say someone's watching this. They're probably an online course creator. Maybe they have a course themselves. And let's sell them into why it might be an advantage for them to do a, a virtual summit. So yeah, actually my first question, actually start where you want to start, but let's start with there, right? There's a course creator. They're an expert in their space. They're, they're tossing up, oh, I've heard of this virtual summit thing. Should I run one? Should I get other people to, to be presenters there? Do I run it all myself? Is it free? Is it, do I charge for it? What, give us the, the 101. Someone's doing their first virtual event. What do they do? Yeah, there's actually not a one-size-fits-all answer for that question, and I wish that there was. Really, a lot of what it comes down to, and these are one of the first steps that you have to take, is what your goal is. And it's quite possible a summit format might actually not be right for you. There could be other channels that you want to go down. But summits are very popular. You probably see them filling up your news feeds and ads left and right. And it's because they are very, very lucrative. Having a free admission option is a great way to build an email list if that's a priority for you, if that's one of your goals. And then you can upsell them further after that. Um, it's also a fantastic opportunity to be able to get speakers together and you can start adding entertainment value and then in-person touches with swag and gamification. And there's a whole bunch of creative ways people are really starting to take the virtual space to the next level to bridge the in-person experience with the virtual. And we can get into that, I know, in a little bit. But there are other options out there outside of summits that depending on what your goals are, depending on what your niche is, your expertise, 
uh, that might be a better fit for you, whether it's going to be a virtual course, live masterclasses that you want to do ongoing through whether it's your own platform or you want to leverage a platform like Airbnb online experiences or the newly launched beta for on Zoom, which is an online events community. Zoom just launched. It's only available in the U.S. right now, but it's a platform I highly recommend getting onto if you'd like to start getting your feet wet. That's a great way to start funneling traffic. It's a free platform that you can get on and you can leverage their global reach and funnel traffic to your program that way. So there's many different creative channels you can take in addition to the traditional summits that we're seeing around us. Wow. Okay. So much good value bombs there. Let me break a few of these down and and see where to start. Let's, if it's okay with you, Brie, can we lean towards summits to start with? I know that's not the be all and end all. It's not all what you do, but it'll just be a good start point. And and we go from there. So let's say someone's like, all right, cool. Brie's um, mentioned some early things there. All right, cool. I might do this, this virtual summit. I might do it as a free sort of thing to build my, my email list there. Uh, Let's even start with the speakers. Okay. Let's say I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm getting my first uh, summit up there how do I get good speakers to, to come and speak for free? Do I need to be friends with them first? Do I need to pay them? Do I need to promise there's going to be X amount of people there? What, what tips can you give us for, for getting speakers? Sure. So first of all, always keep in mind the mutual value proposition that you have. You know why you're reaching out to the speakers and you've identified why you want to leverage their expertise, their presence, featuring them, also leveraging their network for expanding the audience reach for your summit. However, do keep in mind what the mutual value is going to be for that speaker as well. And that's going to be important when you do outreach. You don't have to already know the speakers. You don't have to already be friends with them. Look into your own network. Look into the amazing world of social media we have out there. I'm sure there's plenty of speakers in this community that would be more than willing to be featured on a summit and have the opportunity to give a sell or promote their course and their expertise. And there's also speaker groups out there and Facebook groups and just do that outreach. And as long as you're being mindful of the value that you're going to offer your speakers, that they have an opportunity to be on a virtual stage in front of a large audience, they get to expand their audience reach, they get to build their authority and their niche, and they you can also offer them the access to the email list in return, which is very highly, highly valuable. And that's always very attractive to speakers, especially if they have a program that they'd like to sell. And there are lots of different uh, options that can make it very attractive if you don't have the budget to pay a speaker. So as long as you're being mindful of that, you also owe something to your speakers for them giving their time, talent, and treasure to be a part of your event, then I think you can have a very, very good long-lasting relationship with your speakers long after the event is over, and that can expand your speaker network as well for future summits. Yes, love that. So many good points there again. And even even if I give a bit of a, a recap on that, make it a win. Well, I guess two things. A, just ask, right? Because you never know. You know, I, I, I sort of- yeah, Do it afraid. I, yeah, <laughs> bang on. You know, like when I first started my podcast, uh, I just reached out to like, I actually reached out, to, it was a fitness podcast, right? I reached out to the biggest fitness influencer in mm-hmm. Australia, right? At the time, Michelle Bridges. 
And she said, yes, I was a nobody, no podcast. And she said, yes. So, you know, sometimes all you got to do is ask, but also let's Mm -hmm. go into it. Like, Hey, I don't just want to take from this Mm -hmm. person here. What am I bringing to the table? You know, uh, I'm going to get people free promotion for you. You know, you you can do a live on your own Facebook and hit your own people, Mm -hmm. or you can do one with me and get in front of my people or, Hey, you're going to get the email list, you know, or, Hey, you can pitch at the end, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's important. Yeah. There. So, and also the finding of people like should be easy on face, make a post on any Facebook group and everyone's going to, you know, it's, it's oh, the, the issue is more. Endless. Than, yeah. The issue is more going to be, okay, how can mm-hmm. I screen down and make Absolutely. sure that these people are good. So love that. Okay. You've also yeah, mentioned. I have, I have so many speakers that you, sometimes you have so many, it's, you don't even know how you're going to fit everyone, <laughs> everyone in. Absolutely. Yes, agreed. Well, Brie, another thing you mentioned was entertainment. Now, that that's I find that uh, interesting because I love entertainment. I like having fun. I hate being bored. Mm-hmm. And if you just said to me, hey, sit in front of a computer for eight hours and listen to eight different people speak, I'm not going to do it. And if I sign up, I'll probably leave halfway through or I'll be distracted on my Facebook. So yep. I'm curious when you say entertainment. What does that mean, Brie? Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, you know, this is actually one of the things I think is not only going to become more and more necessary if you want to be able to excel in this industry and with your virtual summits as we move forward, especially as it becomes more saturated and everyone starts doing more and more summits. But it's also one of the most overlooked attributes when it comes to coordinating these online events and summits, which is the entertainment value. Remember, we are sitting on one side of a screen, just as if I were to be watching a TV show or a movie, right? And those movies, those TV shows, those are giving an entertainment value. They're breaking through the screen and I am engaged now when it's not, it's not, you know, live even necessarily. And to incorporate some sort of an entertainment value into your summit, it could be uh, you taking a break to have a musical performance. You can watch someone perform a song live. You can have someone do a break for a live Zumba class to get everyone up and moving. Uh, You can have a virtual mixologist do a a, even maybe it's a VIP night that you upsell people and there's a custom drink and they all get to make a drink together. There's so many creative ways that you can incorporate not only this break and which are very, very necessary, as you said, sitting for eight hours in front of talking head after talking head after talking head. No one wants to do that. I mean, you can't. The Zoom fatigue is so real. I'm sure we've all experienced it. We've all heard of it. 
But were you to have this pattern interrupt with an entertainment value incorporated in, something that's engaging, especially because it's bridging the virtual and the in-person gap. Now I'm experiencing something that's not just sitting in a seat. I'm up and I'm moving, or I'm kinesthetically handling ingredients and tasting it, but I'm sharing my in-person experience with others in a virtual space. So I think it has so many benefits to incorporating some form of an entertainment value, and it absolutely makes summits stand out from one another. When you have one that's a presentation after a presentation after a presentation, which feels like the history, you know, teacher's PowerPoint that never ends, or you have eight hours of knowledge bombs being dropped by speakers. You have something to look forward to that evening because a chef is going to teach you all how to make homemade pasta. And you have a break, you know, before lunch where you get to do a Zumba or a little 15 minutes of yoga just to get your body warmed and up and moving. All of that is what makes a, what differentiates a virtual summit from what I believe is an all encompassing immersive and interactive virtual experience. Mm. And that's what I think is key for longevity in this niche, in this industry, and is really going to set you apart from others that are doing that. Yes. Love that. Huge fan of that myself. I even, And to be honest, even in, in person, you know, sometimes you go to in-person events and they're just boring, sit here nine to five. I'm I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. I think he's popular in, in California as well, Perfect. right? Yeah. Yes, very. And he's doing great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if there's one guy that knows how to run a summit, it's it's Tony Robbins. You know, he gets 10,000. Yes. Most of us struggle to get 10 people in a, in a room. You know, if we can get 100 people, we're, we're, we're famous. You know, this guy's getting 10,000 in his events and you go to it, you're, you know, you're dancing, you're jumping up and down, you're walking on fire, you know, like he uses yep. every trick in the book and mm-hmm. it's an experience, you know, and, and actually I'll even yes. bring that, I'll even bring that back down to a fitness side of things. All right. My, that's my background in fitness. Now, mm-hmm. if you're watching this on probably work better on Facebook, if you're watching on Facebook, do you get excited about doing a circuit class in the gym? Comment below and let me know. Yes or no. Most people usually don't, right? I was, um, where was I? I was in California, actually. And I went to a, a gym there. It was a, a gym they do stuff differently. And I went to a, um, yeah, a circuit class, right? And walked in there. I thought it was going to be a normal circuit class. And, you know, then the, the instructor walked in, you know, a, uh, a uh, European lady. And she had, you know, tattoos all over her. Uh, accent like Arnold Schwarzenegger. She was yelling. She was swearing. She had this heavy metal music on. She had a water pistol. And if you stopped, if you stopped exercising, she'd squirt you with her, her water pistol, you know? And, and look, that's not for everyone. I get it. Right. And she was obviously, she wasn't, it wasn't a aggressive thing. It was a bit of fun, you know? And like, I walked out of that room and I was like, you know what? That was an experience. You know, oh, and by the way, I exercise and I benefited from exercise, but that was an experience. And I think also, um, whenever I've been to like American sports, half of it is just the experience. You go to a basketball game, a football game there, there's cheerleaders, there's bands, there's entertainment, like it's an experience. And you also saw sport as well. You know, that's, that's the impression I'm getting. Let's also do that virtually as well. Let's make it an experience. Oh, and by the way, I learned something as well. 
So I love that you've uh, you've brought that. You also mentioned swag. So is that hey, you know, I actually don't know what that. I don't. I think that's an American word. I don't think we have it <laughs> in, in Australia. <laughs> it is. is. Is that a dance yeah. or? What's, what's <laughs> Sorry <swag>? about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to I need to start using a more professional term because that is definitely an American term. Um, swag is I've, I've heard the swag is what that. you would get if you went to yeah. So if you go to uh, imagine in person, you would go to a conference or a special event. Often it would be uh, here's another description: a goodie bag that oh, you would get, yes, and you know the bag, sponsors yes. would all have put stuff in it. Uh, you know, all the special events, especially like in LA with the movie parties, you know, your swag is going to have a new iPhone and all that stuff. So it's a, I mean, to be blunt, it's free shit is what swag is. Oh, you yes, we use that, in, we use that in Australia. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so that's, that's the other term. Swag is the slang for that. And yes, I think that's another important aspect. It's definitely up in the ante. You brought uh, up Tony Robbins, which I'm really glad because Tony is classic. Tony is crushing it in the virtual space. Oh, uh, his yeah. first virtual conference that he did, he it was this fully immersive five million dollar three hundred like three sixty degree set, and all on Zoom. He had I believe it was twenty four thousand attendees from one hundred thirty nine countries. I mean, it was un believable and it was exactly as you describe it's everyone's getting up and moving and they're dancing did you so did you walk do you you walk on the fire in your bedroom do you have to set up your own fire (laughs) (laughs) i know i guess he had to he maybe forgot that minor detail there (laughs) but it's pretty extraordinary you know how creative he got he did use this quote-unquote swag um in fact amazing i don't i don't know if he's you know in your group but this amazing Tony man Robbins? and his printing no, no, company he's, he's i know a, mike oh. his name's mike fredericks he has this great printing company did beautiful oh. swag boxes for tony and often you'll see in the virtual event space with uh the swag boxes that you get as an attendee uh they'll have sticks with like little emojis on and little signs and they're like a thumbs up emoji a heart a smiley face and they're these attendee interaction tools that encourage engagement throughout and so when you're asked questions or those certain challenges you physically are starting to engage it keeps you plugged in as an attendee keeps you really a part of the event so there's a lot that goes into it beyond it just being free stuff so it's way more. Your sponsors have an opportunity to get their brand out there. You have an opportunity to get your brand out there and the people have a piece of you, you know, whether it's a t-shirt, a mug, whatever it is that you've given them, a planner, and they have that long after the event's over. So that's another huge factor that people don't think about is you are able to deliver tools away for positive attendee engagement, your way to continue facilitating, you know, your brand awareness, building an affinity. You know, these attendees now have an affinity. They feel a part of your community. So there's a lot of benefits that come with that additional touch that you can incorporate. And it can also be digital. You can, if you can't do a physical swag box that gets sent to people, you can always put together a digital package, you know, 30 days for this online course, free trial, uh, gift cards, eBooks. So the options are really limitless to what you can, you can offer your attendees to richen the experience. Yes. Love that. Now, one quick software question, because 
a lot of people may be like, oh, okay, yeah, this all sounds good, but, but how do I actually do it? Can we do it all off Zoom? Can we just simply have a Zoom link and give it to our attendees and say, hey, go to this link here on 9 a.m. Monday and this time it'll be this person and this time it'll be this person. Is that how easy it can be? It could be. If Zoom has uh, the features that you need to achieve your virtual event, be it using a Zoom meeting or a Zoom webinar, both of those uh, formats are different in many ways. They do have some shared components, but they do differentiate in many ways. Sometimes the webinar is more appropriate. I refer to the webinar as being the auditorium of virtual events. It's much more of presenters standing on stage and an audience watches quietly. And when they ask, uh, when they ask questions, it's in a private Q&A box in a nutshell. And a meeting, as you can see with you and I, you know, we can see each other, we can hear each other. It's a little more intimate. Um, so it just depends. There are some summits, some organizations, some people that are looking for a little bit more, more than what Zoom has to offer, even as advanced as having avatars. And they really want to invest in a virtual experience platform, which can go into the tens of thousands of dollars. It really can go quite high for the advanced technology and software that's out there. So it just depends what it is you're looking for. But if Zoom has all that you feel that you need to conduct your summit or to conduct your event, then you absolutely can use this platform. Okay, makes sense. All right, let's pivot a little bit now. And let's say, all right, not so much a, a online summit. Let's say someone's running an online course. Hey, here's my course, whether it's... um. And it might be, it'll probably be different for we, however you deliver it, whether it's like, hey, I'm running, actually, no, if you're running an online course and you're saying, hey, this weekend, nine to five, Saturday and Sunday, here's my course. That's basically a virtual summit anyway. You, you, you can use similar things there. What about if someone's dripping it? Hey, you know, meet me 9am Monday for the next 10 weeks for my 10 week program and I'll deliver a webinar. And then, you know, you get access later to it and then it becomes the course, yada, yada, yada. Is that similar as well? Do we also want to do some of these things in here or is that a completely different thing? What, what can you tell us there, Brie? Yeah, absolutely. I think you have this virtual space that offers an opportunity like never before when it comes to looking at it from an events perspective or this exposure. I, as you know, you're based in Australia. I'm here in California. And that's exactly it. You have a global audience and it is completely limitless. I attended a virtual experience a few weeks back where I learned how to make sangria with drag queens in Portugal. Prior to that, were it not for the virtual space, I would have had to be in Portugal to have that experience and to ever connect with even the people that were in that Zoom and that experience that day who were from all over the world. So the fact that you have this space, this technology, everyone is living in it now because of the pandemic times. Everyone is working. It's where we socialize. It's how we're connecting with friends and family. It's how we're networking. To not leverage that space, especially as a course creator, and to engage with people and reach this massive, limitless audience, I think would be a grave mistake as a business professional because it is an opportunity out there that just takes your time. And as long as you put that time and that work into it, the rewards, I mean, and the benefits that you can reap are just amazing. They're extraordinary. 
Yes, love it. Agree. Well, hey, Bree, I want to be sensitive of your time. So there's just a few questions I, I like to always finish off with. Now, anyone listening to this, watching this, they're going to be a course creator, right? Or wanting to put a, a course together. Great. So I'm curious, firstly, do you have a course? Yes or no? And then the follow-up from there is what platform do you host your course on? Yes. So for me, I do have a course and I'm launching a brand new mastermind. And for me, I'll be using Member Vault. Awesome. Yes. That's a very popular one there. Uh, okay. My next question, Brie, revolves around mentors. Now, if you can answer this in three different ways, you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to um, use the virtual event side of things. So I'm curious who your mentors are and if you can answer this in three different ways, a mentor that you've paid money to and done their course or their program or whatever it may be, a mentor that you haven't paid money to, but you follow them on social media or read their books or whatever. Uh, and then the last one is book. If you can share your, your book that you recommend every course creator should read. What can you tell us there? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> See, now my mind's wandering for picking a book. Okay, I'll wait. I'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So first one, as far as a mentor that I have invested in, yes, um, I don't know if they're in the group or not, but I did invest in a mastermind with uh, two coaches, actually, uh, Dimitri Ross and Andrew Carlson. They're absolutely amazing. And I'm happy to go back into the comments and, you know, drop a link if you'd like to look into it. It was really a life-changing experience for me. It got me started and it got me through that doing it afraid for when I decided to quit my nine to five and go full-time into entrepreneurship. They helped you know, really get my feet off the ground. I still work really, really closely with Andrew on almost, you know, a daily basis with one-on-one and he's been absolutely fantastic. And then for someone that has also been a huge mentor to me, honestly, out of just pure kindness and love and this beautiful, amazing entrepreneur, her name's Veronica Abrams. And she is this brilliant podcasting, personal branding strategist with an amazing online course and membership program. And she has just been an absolute light to have in my life. And for a book, for me, because for me, my course involves group coaching and also one-on-one -on -one coaching. What has been a huge game changer for me has been the book, Nonviolent Communication. And I think that is huge, especially, where, and I can give you more information about that, um, has been huge for being able to communicate in a healthy and a productive way and a clear way with, you know, members of the group and people that I'm coaching. And it's really helped me also look inside internally. I feel that that type of communication is, of course, key, especially as a mentor, as a course, course creator, and as a coach. And that's been a really powerful book. Awesome. I haven't read that one, but I'll be sure to check it out. Uh, okay, Brie, I'm sure there's going to be people watching this, listening to this. And they're like, okay, this woman is awesome. I want to follow her on social media. I want to keep in touch with her. What, what do we do? I know you've got a Facebook group. Is that the best place? Do we follow you on Instagram? What do we do? Yeah, sure. Um, so Facebook, is 100% always going to be the easiest way to reach me. Uh, it's just Brie D'Onofrio, my name. It's the same thing for Instagram and LinkedIn. You can just look me up by my name. And my Facebook group, if anyone's interested, you can just go to www 
secretworldofvirtualevents.com and it'll redirect you directly to the Facebook group. And that's another great way to reach me as well. I do different tutorials in there, post industry news, you know, as soon as I get it. And we have a really nice community that's been building, including uh, virtual event experts who are looking for speakers, who are looking for assistance with their virtual events. We have hosts, social media influencers, coaches, creators, you name it, all over the board. Awesome. I just sent you a LinkedIn request then because I know we're on Facebook and Instagram, but not LinkedIn. So I'll <laughs> connect there and then I'll also uh, give you a, a recommendation. I think it's called on LinkedIn for virtual summits because you've been very helpful there. Um, okay, Bree, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I forgot to mention but should have or is there anything you want to finish this off with? Uh, no, that was absolutely wonderful. I'm really excited to be here. You know, these opportunities are exactly what I thrive in with the virtual space. I love being able to connect with people and I'm here if anyone needs me or has any questions. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends and don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.